Local leaders are getting ready to allow for a more broad reopening of the economy. As we speak on Tuesday afternoon, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors is working on a plan to allow in-store shopping and in-restaurant dining countywide. These changes will include new rules and protocols to prevent the spread of the virus, but the news is a welcome respite to San Diegans who have been put out of work and have been stuck at home for weeks. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. We have two members of the Union Tribune's business team with us today, Lori Weisberg and Brittany Weiling. Lori, you cover tourism and hospitality, and Brittany, you cover small businesses. Let's start with the news. What has the Board of Supervisors decided on today? Um, It's funny, the timing of this podcast, while you were uh, reading the intro, I just got an email from the County Supervisor's office. Um, today, the vote did go through just uh, not even 30 minutes ago that the, the Board of Supervisors did approve to reopen in-store dining and uh, the in-store retail shopping along with swap meets. Um, they also have asked for a little bit of an extension uh, beyond phase two reopening into part of phase three, which is allowing the partial reopening of salons. Uh, they're, they're capping the capacity at about 25%, I believe. Uh, they're also asking for things like labs and some, there were some other kinds of businesses that, that would also be able to re- reopen. The idea was that this all had to be sent to the state and then the state had to um, okay it. However, they've said we've, we meet all the guidelines and the email I just got like seconds ago said, um, you know, as of tomorrow, uh, restaurants and retail can fully reopen in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. And what do we know about some of the restrictions that will likely be in place for both sectors? Lori, when you explain what you know. Right. And so in just talking to restaurants just minutes ago, um, it's still a little unclear. The the state had already issued guidelines, their own guidelines for reopening um, and and what you would have to do. Then the local restaurant association also had um, guidelines they've issued, but I don't know yet if they're formal. But in general, um, in, in restaurants, the employees will have to wear face masks. There will have to be very regular sanitation of all services. More importantly, any kind of tables will have to be at least uh, distance six feet apart. And if there's like booze, there'd have to be a plexiglass barrier, maybe six feet tall. So that's the key thing. And the net effect of that in many restaurants that don't have oodles of outdoor space is that it could reduce capacity to 30, 40, 50 percent. Other restaurants, they like Stone Brewing. And I just talked to the restaurant operator at Belmont Park draft and uh, the beach house and cannonball they have a lot of outdoor space and so they they have a little more room to play with and compensating for that um that diminishment of space but for it there is no like it's not saying you have to reopen at 50 percent capacity it's more the social distancing that will inevitably reduce the capacity many restaurants are telling me while they've been preparing for this they're not ready to turn on a dime and reopen a few are but not everybody, they have to get back all their staff or a good portion of their staff, they need to retrain them. They have to have people in place. So you have like a popular restaurant like Buona Forchetta in South Park and has other locations. They're not ready to go. They think they might be by June 1st, but others, as I said, at Belmont Park, they're ready to, they're ready to go this weekend. Mm-hmm. And what do we understand some of the limitations that are gonna be in place for in-store shopping, Brittany? Um, it's a lot of what you, we've already seen at uh, the larger stores that have been open because they're uh, deemed essential. 
Um, you know, there's the sanitation, the workers wearing masks. Um, I have heard that there is, you know, some business owners that have come up with a, a little bit more of an extended idea of how they would keep their, their stores safe. I just talked to a small business owner in uh, South Park who said that she was she was installing these UV boxes to put her sunglasses and jewelry in that's supposed to uh, kill germs that, you know, if people touch something and put it back in the box. She's also got a, a steam cleaner to steam all of the clothes that people uh, try on in her store. Um, however, I have not gone over the uh, required guidelines beyond knowing the, the masks. And so I don't know if they have any additional social distancing measures. Uh, Lori, is that something that came up at all in your reporting yet? Yeah, so, so what I have is this draft proposal from the Restaurant Association that's unique to restaurants that they put forward. They also had input into the state guidelines that were issued about a week or two weeks ago, um, and they're hoping to go with this um, these local guidelines. So I have a feeling those are going to be the ones, but one thing I don't know, and even the restaurateurs who are on this don't know, are those the guidelines that we're getting? Um, Stone Brewing, a big operation, said, we're not sure if we're going to be ready this weekend because we still don't know the rules of the road specifically, like those social distancing requirements, how often you sanitize. So that's one thing we uh, we do need to nail down. But it, it looks pretty much the, the guidelines I'm reading are, are what you'd expect, um, especially with the social distancing and the wearing of masks. And, and for instance, it says for diners, once they when they come into the restaurant, they have to have masks on. Once they're seated at their table, they do not have to have the masks on. So these are the kinds of rules of the road that maybe we'll hear about in the next day or two. Mm -hmm. And who's the final decider on all of these things? Because I feel like the past couple of weeks or months actually has been a real masterclass in how government works. Like when is it going to be, here's the final, there's the actual rules for dining in California. Uh, well, I think for the dining, it will be um, county public public health. They, as Brittany said, they need the approval from the state to, to move forward this plan to, to verify that, yes, you do indeed meet the metrics for, for reopening, this accelerated reopening of phase two. But in terms of the actual rules for the restaurants um, and, the, and the diners and, and for the shops, I think it's a county health department. Yeah, I was speaking with an attorney last week about this um, who specializes in like government relations and stuff. And he had mentioned you know, it's it's important to remember that enforcement is done at the local level. And so it's a good idea to always look at what what's, uh, the, your local people are saying. And so I'm, a, you know, having just gotten this email a few seconds before we started, seeing that the county is now sending out this alert that restaurants and retail can officially open tomorrow. I'm not sure. Did, did they get OK from the state that quickly um, or are they just going ahead and, and telling people that they can reopen? And so, you know, I'm a little confused till as far as the timeline goes. Uh, it sounds like from local level, they're saying we can open tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does seem that there's a little bit of politicking here in which uh, different counties have been trying to kind of get the attention and, you know, guide policy out of Sacramento by, you know, overstepping or understepping to try to change the way things have been going for the past several months. Well, I, and, as, and as, you, as Brittany mentioned, I think you're seeing counties taking more control as long as they have the uh, as the, the buy-in of the state. And it, it was a little surprising. The state moved so quickly yesterday in their announcement that, you know what, we are going to ease these restrictions. You can open sooner. And so counties like San Diego can do that. I think it's more doubtful about Los Angeles County. I don't know if they meet those 
those metrics as tough as they are, even though they've been relaxed, I'm not sure they do, but um, many counties now will be able to. The previous metrics that the state offered, there were only um, maybe four or five counties that, that met them. The most of the counties in the state didn't. So that's why you're seeing this acceleration. But again, it is a little confusing. Okay, what are the very specific guidelines? I'm a business owner. Which guidelines do I abide by? How often do I sanitize? Who wears masks? Who doesn't? It's, it's, it's a, that we're, it's, it's very confusing right now, but I think it'll, I think there'll be clarity pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And one of the advantages that San Diego County has is that, you know, we've been really ramping up testing. So that 14 day rolling average has been going down. So that's a sign that, you know, the virus isn't as bad as it could be. And as wasn't in the beginning. And we also have a question. Uh, someone asks what phase are churches in? I believe that's part of the discussion in phase two, if I'm correct. Yeah, outdoor religious services were part of that uh, expanded pilot that was just voted on today and passed by the county. So outdoor religious services, um, as long as they don't have to have like an additional, like if, I'm not sure still if we're waiting on the state to okay that extended pilot outside of uh, in-store retail and restaurants. Um, but the county did vote on outdoor religious services uh, being okay this week. Um, and then as far as you know, church services indoors, that's in phase three, which we have not entered yet. Mm-hmm. It does seem like all of the science suggests that a lot of people in an enclosed space just increases the chances of transmission. I believe we've seen studies of people in an office, uh, in a restaurant with a central AC going. So we all have to keep that in mind. And that's kind of why you're seeing this push of using outdoor spaces, where even if someone does have the virus, the chances of it spreading are therefore lower. And, and I should point out one thing uh, to your point about using outdoor spaces, um, because um, restaurants will have less capacity inside because of these new rules. Um, there is a now a countywide effort, including the city of San Diego, to try to, and it hasn't been approved yet, but these are ideas, to close down certain streets so restaurants can move out onto the sidewalk and the pedestrians, the, the street becomes the, uh, the sidewalk for pedestrians. Um, it hasn't been approved yet, but the um, ABC, which controls liquor and selling of liquor, is is on board with doing that in certain areas. So you're you're seeing some effort um, and some discussion of doing that in South Park, uh, closing down a part of India. They're talking about um, Indian Little Italy, maybe doing that in June, trying it on a Saturday. How does that work? And if it works out well, um, doing it more frequently. So th- so there is this effort to kind of expand the area where you can dine to make up for the, the less capacity inside. But also, as you point out, Daniel, how people feel safer outside. We're going for going into our perfect season for, for outdoor, outdoor alfresco dining. So it'll be interesting to see um, individual cities, are they moving toward relaxing and offering maybe special event permits to start allowing the temporary closure of streets for, for that purpose? Mm-hmm. Yes, certainly for restaurants, because operating on a margin that kind of requires that constant turnover of guests, you need something like that. Otherwise, you're not going to make a lot of money if you're just operating at 30, 40, 50 percent capacity. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And Brittany, um, when it comes to retailers, uh, what are you hearing from that community? Because, you know, it's been difficult for the past several months for everybody. Is this kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for them? Yeah, you know what I've heard from a lot of people. I I did several stories when they did that partial reopening of retail, where they allowed for curbside pickup, and I kind of followed what happened when that began. The truth is that many retailers had been doing that for several months, 
And then uh, they already knew that curbside pickup doesn't, you know, get them as much revenue, anywhere near as much revenue as they're used to getting. So they're not able to like bring back workers really, um, or even pay their rent with, for small businesses anyway. And so, you know, hearing this news today, I called around some of the retailers that I had just spoken with to a couple of weeks ago. And um, a lot of them actually were surprised by the news. They didn't know that they were going to be reopening so soon. And um, it sounded like a lot of people aren't quite prepared to do so. They need to get some staff hired back. Um, they need to get their stores ready. One woman I talked to had uh, torn apart her storage room in her store because she was converting it into an e-commerce like storage center because she was doing more sales online than she obviously was able to do in store. And so she was like, my store is in pieces and I'm not quite ready to reopen yet. So um, I think some of these smaller businesses may not be quite ready to open right away. Um, but, you know, I guess yeah, as, as I make more calls the rest of this afternoon, we'll see if there's um, some larger businesses that are ready to reopen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's true. That's what I'm, I'm hearing as well. I mean, even, you know, the big, the big restaurateurs, you think, who are kind of on this, but it's it's hard to turn on a dime. And they haven't, you know, not all of them have called back all their staff. Um, again, going back to the example of uh, Bono Forchetta, he's emailing all his staff who've been laid off um, to see if they can come back, realizing he can't bring all of them back, but he doesn't know if all of them um, feel safe and feel ready to go back to work. Or maybe they're on unemployment and they, they like the benefits they're getting right now. So he knows that everybody he invites to come back won't necessarily do so. So they, they've got to ramp up to have that staff. And then once they do come back, you have to go through, you know, retraining. It's like opening a new restaurant for the first time to, to some degree. Yeah. And I should add that um, I just did a story on salon owners too. So I've recently talked to a lot of retailers, but also salon owners. And this is kind of a consistent problem is getting um, workers to come back and being able to do that in a timely manner. A lot of people I talk to when they call their workers, they are, their workers are receiving more on, uh, unemployment than they were offering them as pay before all this happened. So several of the people I talked to had received uh, PPP funds from that federal aid loan program. And in order to entice their workers back, they're offering them more pay than they were getting paid before temporarily. Uh, I think as long as their PPP funds kind of stretched to, and that gets people on board. So they're not feeling like they're having to give up money to come back to their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it stands right now, that additional $600 a week of unemployment insurance is set to continue until the end of July. Um, It's possible it could get extended to the end of the year if uh, Congress approves that in the next stimulus. But, you know, that seems kind of up in the air right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And one thing that was underscoring this entire discussion is kind of the broader idea that this sudden shutdown is just a major death knell to things that make a community a community, those coffee shops, those restaurants, those bars, those breweries. In speaking to the San Diego small business creative community, how does it feel like? Is there fear that it's not going to be the same afterward? Or is there kind of confidence that most of the things that make San Diego unique and neighborhoody will survive after this? You know, it's funny you should should bring that up. I I was thinking that it's going to feel more antiseptic and that you can't kind of, you can't pony up to a bar right now. You won't be able to do that because there'll be social distancing. So you'll see the bar business um, for sure reduced. But but again, I keep keep bringing up Warner for Ketchup, but if you've ever been to their location in South Park, it's a very crowded scene. It won't be now. And the owner, um, 
Yona Mateo was telling me, you know, I'm thinking maybe that it's going to be a more pleasant experience. People won't feel like other people are on top of them. There's more room to spread out. So he was looking at, even though it's, you know, not going to be good, great, you know, it's good for his business, but he's looking at the silver lining that maybe initially that's, it feels like a more comfortable experience. You feel like there's, there's more room to spread out and breathe. So I thought that that was, that was interesting, but I think the social dining aspect of many restaurants I think that could be lost for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm a little skeptical uh, because I'm skeptical of the idea that people won't turn out. Um, I will see, I guess. We'll definitely see starting tomorrow and the rest of this week. But I have uh, some family in some of the states that have already reopened their dining and their retail. And I, I know that the people I know in those states were really, they thought no one was going to turn out. And instead, they saw the opposite. They saw uh, restaurants basically packed to what they were allowed uh, to have, you know, there. So, you know, I'm not sure as far as it not uh, returning to normal. We'll see. I think I'm following some neighborhood groups on Facebook, like uh, that Social Pacific Beach channel, which is a lot of PB residents. And, um, you know, they've been turning out in pretty big groups to, su to support like these pop-up uh, bar and restaurant places that technically they're doing takeout only. But it seems like the appetite for some of this reopening is pretty strong in neighborhoods like PB. So, I, you know, I guess I guess we'll see how much our neighborhoods change in the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one thing that we kind of took for granted is just how like those small businesses define neighborhoods. And sorry, Lori, go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say it's not really neighborhood. I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but we obviously saw the huge turnout when Viejas opened. Um, and, and, and granted, that's not a neighborhood, but there's obviously showing the pent up demand. I was wondering whether people might feel unsafe about returning to restaurants. And so it'll be drips and drabs, but I, I tend to think like Brittany's saying, I think they'll, I think there probably will be a robust response. Hmm. All right. Lori Weisberg, Brittany Myling. Thank you both so much. Thank you. And now your coronavirus update. San Diego County officials reported 80 new COVID-19 cases and 11 more deaths Tuesday. The additional cases represent about 3% of the 2,609 tests conducted on Monday. The rolling 14-day average of positive tests fell below 4% for the first time. It's now at 3.8%. To date, some 6,026 residents have been diagnosed with the virus and 222 have died. The most recent deaths occurred between May 6th and May 17th. The victims, eight men and three women, were between the ages of 47 and 89. Ten of them had existing health conditions. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.